Shit, I just realized I saved this as J-Jason, episode two, underscore two. J-J-J-Jason! J-J-J-Jason! Yeah. That should be in there. That was good. We're going to start every podcast by singing our names. Emily! Thank you. J-J-J-Jason! Your name works really well with that, actually. Like, I think that might be in my... That's going to be in my head after we're done filming this. Actually, uh, that's my resume is just me going, hire me, please, please give me a job. That's my resume. Yeah. And hey, it's worked. We're both, we're employed. Have you ever, uh, uh, lied on a, on a resume? Uh, I actually have not lied on a resume. I cover letter included. No, really? I've never lied on a resume because I'm (laughs) terrified of lying on a resume. Like, do you want to know? Do you want to know the way I've lied in a cover letter? Because it's really good. Oh my god! Because it's pertinent. What did you do on several cover letters while I was looking for a job a couple months ago? um, I mentioned this podcast and talked about it like it was a real thing. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Wait. Okay. But okay. But. If it was in within the last year, then it's fine because we had this concept a year ago. Okay, but I I didn't talk about it like a concept. I talked about it like a full fledged project. Right, which it was a lie. Right, a little bit, but I I don't know. I would feel like that wasn't so bad. Just certainly because... when I did it, I rationalized what I was doing by saying like, this is. Uh, this is okay because it's an idea that's formulating and maybe by the time I get the job, you know, I will have started the podcast. Yeah. You know? I don't know. I didn't feel bad about it. No, that's fine. I, I lie more, uh, with my mouth than not like on paper. I'm sorry. Oh, <laughs> like, like, like I'd, I'll, I lie a lot about like when I'm late to things like, I couldn't find my keys is a huge one. One time I forgot I was supposed to be working um, and the my work called me and it was a night shift and they were like, hey, like you were supposed to be here at six. And I was at my my friend had a hotel that night and I was like hanging out there thinking I was just going to have a, a good time. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm very far away mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'll be there later. So I still hung out for a while went to work and then when I got there I was like I'm so sorry my friend's parents came in from out of town they really wanted to take mm. me to dinner oh my and god and I just didn't want to leave I felt like that'd be rude and they were like oh my god like we're so sorry you left dinner <laughs> and like I felt okay about it because then I didn't get in trouble <laughs> sure if I, I when you lie for yourself it feels really good it yeah. really does well I didn't think there was any harm from it like I they I'm still a mostly a good employee other than when I forget to show up and uh, and you always have a lie to back that up, so they don't even they don't even care. Yeah, so I didn't feel bad about that at all. I felt like a I felt like I won. I I regularly I mean, and I know you do too. I regularly <laughs> lie to get out of like social engagements, even oh, social yes! engagements that like I want to go to that yeah. like I wish I was more ready for. I'll just be like, yo, my parents are. Well, I guess I can't do this anymore because I don't live with my parents. But in high school, it was always like, my parents are being so annoying. They won't let me go. You just frowny face. Oh, yeah. Really, I'd just be snuggled up in bed watching South Park. 
Yeah, I mean, and I've definitely let my mom know before. I'm like, hey, I'm going to oh. use you. Oh, yeah. My parents <laughs> flat out told me, like, if you want us to use us as the villain to get out of something, like, go for it. Yeah, my yeah, my parents are the same way, and I and I definitely took advantage of that. I was like, you know, I can't, I can come to the party, but I can't sleep over. <laughs> you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, just stuff like that. Absolutely. I also... I also legitimately suffer from migraines, but if you were to pull my social group of people, they probably feel like I have a lot of them more, <laughs> more than I do. But to me, that's a good one because like you, I, I'm not functional, mm-hmm. you know, when I have one and like you, good... you don't know, you can't physically see if I'm having one. Only I know if I'm having one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the fail safe. And I, What's funny about this one is there was a week of work where I was going to use this excuse falsely and then it really happened to me was food poisoning. Mm. I was totally going to not go to work because I was like, you know what? Like I could have food poisoning, but then I went that day like a good person. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I didn't in fact have food poisoning. Mm -hmm. And I felt like such a a dumbass calling in with food poisoning because in my mind I'm like god that's so obvious but at the same time like in that moment it was just the truth do you have like a a best lie you ever told mm, let me think or flip of that have you been caught in any big ones I haven't been caught in any big ones but I I other than like talking crap in high school, I think the worst, most obvious lying I did was recently at Sam's Club. <laughs> and what happened was You know what they say. <laughs> this was okay, this was so bad because I I didn't even try. But I was with my friend and her younger sister, and so we're both like over well over twenty one and her sister's nineteen. But like whatever we're all mature people the right people buying the booze has ids so it's fine and so we're checking out and we had like a a pack of cider and they were like oh we can't sell because like not all of you are over 21 and so we were like okay fine so i like went back and got another one and tried to check out by myself and the same guy that just busted us for whatever reason comes over to me and he's like i can't sell this to you you were with those girls and i was like no i wasn't (laughs) like I did not even try, and I kept insisting. He was like, "Yes, they're right over there. You were with them." Uh, no, I don't. I don't know any girls. Uh, I just came here by myself. I'm. I'm just. I wasn't with them. Like, I'm just a humble farm girl. I know. I kind of didn't think it'd be a big deal, so it caught me off guard. And I'm like, you couldn't even lie and just be, you know, or stand up for yourself and be like, this is legal now. Like, no, I was. I just insisted. No, I don't know them. <laughs> Did they di- and you didn't get the alcohol? No, I didn't. Mm. I mean, at that point, then it was like a different story. But I just was, I thought I was such a bad liar in that situation. Like, I didn't even try. It's like, mm-hmm. no. No, it wasn't. The, the only thing that comes to mind for me, it's not a lie. It's a stealing situation. Yeah. Uh, do you know Zany Brainy? It's uh, like a, it's a toy store. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that sounds super familiar. Yes. Yeah, I don't even know if it's still in existence. But when I used to live in Charlotte, uh, so I I was less than six whenever the story took place, uh, we went to Zany Brainy, and they had, like, they would always have toys out that you could play with, Mm -hmm. uh, and there was, like, a little spinning top, you know? And I noticed it didn't have a barcode on it. So I was like, I could take this out of the store, and the alarm wouldn't go off. Uh, So I put it in my pocket, and we walked out of the store. (gasps) Uh, and then 
it was in like a, a shopping complex. It was called the Arboretum. Probably still is called the Arboretum. And there was a, a we went to the supermarket next called Harris Teeter. We walk in and there's a police officer there, you know, like talking to his buddy or whatever. And I burst into tears yes. because I knew he was there to get me. Of course. And he knew that I had so- my parents made me apologize to the police officer <laughs> and then go back to Zany Brainy and apologize to them. And I think, I don't remember exactly, but I think I wrote a letter too, like apologizing to everyone involved. Um, I wish I could say I never stole again, but uh, oh my God. I'm a hardened criminal. Um, so obviously this week, our documentary is all about lying, stealing, Yay. cheating. Uh, it's called Dishonesty, uh, The Truth About Lying. It's, it was phenomenal. I'm, I have to say that. I don't know, I don't know how you felt about it, but for me, like this is the ideal documentary. It makes you feel so smart. It talks yeah. to you like you're a, a child and lays everything out beautifully. Um, basically, it all centers around this guy Dan Ariely, uh, who is a professor at, I want to say MIT, but maybe Carnegie Mellon and maybe Harvard. One of those really great. I schools. know. I feel like Harvard was my was my pick. He's this in- we'll very. Go with it. He's this very, very intelligent guy with a beautiful Israeli accent who knows all about how you are full of shit uh, and just kind of explains it to you in a very matter-of-fact way, like the way all humans are programmed and designed to cheat and lie and how that affects us. Uh, Spoiler alert, it affects us in obviously bad ways. Uh, Because we are bad people, we mess up and we do stupid things and ruin the world we live in. Um, but just, uh, in terms of a documentary, just, a uh, for me, beautifully crafted, great characters the whole way through, great little vignettes and stories the whole way through. Um, even Dan Ariely, right? So he's just like the, the brains of the, of the thing. He has a great story in his own right. His story is great and his timing is also fabulous. He's like, so I think funny. I, I think I texted it to you because Jason and I are both comedy nerds. And the basis of comedy is just being uh, unbelievably truthful and just mm. saying things how it is, and that generally elicits a laugh. And this guy got a lot of laughs in presenting his his findings because he was just saying the most true facts about right. like human behavior. And the comedy nerd in me was like, this is a good example of this in the real world. Exactly. Well, and so this guy has such a... Tr- he's, he's a tragic story, too, in some ways. You know, the way he finds science, really, is through tragedy. Uh, when he was a kid, he gets burned over 70% of his body. Uh, and in the hospital, the nurses have to peel the, the bandages off him. And there's a... Uh, Debate. Right, exactly, over whether or not uh, to. it's better to pull off the bandages quickly, uh, which elicits a lot of pain but then takes a short amount of time, or uh, to do it slowly, which is less pain, but then obviously it's a duller pain over a, a greater amount of time. Uh, and obviously he was under the impression that the smaller pain would be better and the nurses thought it would be better to go quicker. Uh, and that little idea becomes the basis for... The entire documentary and the whole uh, pursuit into why we make decisions that are sometimes super irrational about very important things. Yeah. And the the key thing about that with the nurses is like they thought they were making the right decision. Right. From their point of view, they thought that that made the most sense to them and they were able to rationalize probably putting him in a lot of pain, obviously, but they were able to rationalize like 
no, this is the better way, so it's okay. Right. And if if what we understand about, like, economics and about uh, humans, what we understand about economics is, like, we are rational be, uh, behaviors, behaviors, people. We are rational <laughs> actors. We're rational actors. But what he experienced firsthand and what we all kind of know implicitly is like, no, we're not. We lie, we cheat, we steal, we do things that aren't rational. So our whole understanding of like how the world works is inherently flawed if we're not going to acknowledge the fact that we as humans are inherently flawed. Yeah. And I think the other thing that this documentary shows is that, you know, most of these things are based on lies, but even small lies kind of take on their own life and kind of just they take off and you lose control of them and even though that was just a small thing that you thought about in a moment you know you rationalized it however it can have huge consequences way down the road uh and you were just you know using false rationalization for like a moment exactly so Uh, i mean there's that one lady uh so the the whole documentary is kind of split up into two two categories there's the like experiment uh, sections where they where they talk specifically about uh, Dan Ariely's um, experiments, and then there's like short uh, vignettes, is what I've been calling them, clips of real world examples uh, of those those scientific principles. So uh, the I think the one that Emily kind of just led into, there's this woman who. Uh, kind of rationalizes lying on a form to have her children go to what she perceives as a better school. Uh, right. So basically she lies about where she lives to say that uh, they her children live at her father's house in order for them to go to a better school. Yeah, and I was kind of shocked at the beginning of her story to see this story on here because to me this is a very common occurrence. This is mm. a, to me, like a uh, smaller, smaller big lie that has possibly huge positive consequences for you if you go to the better school. Sure. But I've never considered what happens when you get caught doing this, and that's exactly what happened to this lady. She got she got caught using her father's address for her kids to go to that school. Right. And I don't remember how much time she got, but she got time for it. I don't think it was like a, it a wasn't, significant amount. It wasn't like years, but still, she But she got charged for it. Yeah. Um, and it, it kind of echoes what uh, a finance guy says later in the movie, which is like, they don't send guys like me to jail, right? You know? Yeah. You, you wouldn't think that such a small act of, it's a, such a, it's a white lie. It's such a, such a small lie would lead to um, a, a big consequence like that. And kind of what happens with her is it's that classic example of a small lie leading to a slightly bigger lie leading to a slightly bigger lie. She, you know, ends up having to uh, fake her uh, driver's license residence. Yeah. Uh, she changes her voting registration. She has to change a lot of other documents, which I'm sure at the beginning she never thought about. No, she's just, th- I mean, because again, I'm sure she's known a billion other people that have just kind of done this and that's how you do it. And right. so the fact that this school was so uh, fixated on her for whatever reason, um, it was interesting that even years later they continued to pursue her and charge her for this. Right. Um, which, yeah, I'm sure, she, you know, at the beginning of it, she's just like, I'm just trying to get my girls to go to better school. And that's a good justification for doing something that seems small. Right. You know, the payoff seems huge for your kids later, but 
Well, and what's interesting, I think, is, you know, kind of like you said, you wouldn't expect him to use this example in the movie because the justification does seem so logical and so moral. Um, you know, doing something, lying for the sake of your children's betterment, to me anyway, seems like a, <laughs> that seems like a good move. Yeah. Um, but it, but other people, you know, the, the movie proves, use the same, you know, rationalization, justification to make really, really negative choices. Uh, and oh, do yeah. really, really bad things. So we kind of, when when we think about lies, we focus on those negatives, but there are also, you can also justify for positive reasons. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think she's the best example of, for me, I had the least problem with her lie. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. To me, and, that, and again, that's just a, a moral compass problem, and for me, I would lie to that amount. That amount's okay to me. Um, mm. other, other stories I thought were a little bit more obvious, but to me, yeah, this one I thought was okay. I mean, yeah. I think the whole movie was kind of like a where's my line game, you know, totally. like, like how far would I be willing to go? And I think I'd be willing to go that far. Okay. So with that, one of the stories that I thought was interesting that started off with a overly honest and truthful guy was, uh, the referee. The basketball mm-hmm. referee, who started. We don't off, know any of these people's names. I don't do know it. the referee's name. His. Uh, I, I know referee. his face so well. Me he too. Looks like he just looks like he a referee. He looks like a ref, and his dad was a ref. I know this. Also, to be uh, honest, like he looks like a lying ref. Like if you gave me, <laughs> if you gave me, you know, a lineup, and you were like, one of these refs Which is a filthy lied? lying cheater. I'd be like, yo, it's that guy with that fucking lying face. Just like, right like look at him. And I think his name was also like a super lying name, like like Chad or or like <laughs> B- Brandon. I don't know. It was something where it's just like, yeah, you lie. Yeah, you're a, you're a liar. No, but like by the end, it was very much like he'd been through it. You could tell. You could tell he oh. was, like, experienced in, like, dealing with that stuff. But he started off, his story started off with him being the most honest to-the-book oh, yeah. referee that, like, existed in the NBA for a minute. Right. Which well, is interesting. Was, that story made me so mad because, like, in the middle, I wish we knew his name because there's probably someone listening to this who's like, I love basketball and I know everything who would recognize his name. Don't look it up. Okay, you don't want me to. I mean, you can look it up. It's actually, no. What's his okay. name? I'm going to no, because. It's going to be such a... You're going to read it out loud, and it's going to be like, yep, that's a liar's name. Um, but, like, at the beginning, he kind of lays out what we all know about sports, which is, like, it's not fair, you know? The stars get better treatment. You know, Kobe Bryant's not going to get a foul called him late in the game. And he lays that all out, and is like, this is what's happening. Uh, and he knew about it. And basically, he was able to use that insider knowledge, obviously, to end up making bets, because that's what people in sports do. And uh, that was illegal. Also, he got caught up in the mob um, because that's what people in sports do. Um, and God, he should have just known it by looking in the mirror. <laughs> just... No, yeah. When he, when okay, when he said like uh, I contacted my buddy to stop it, and then I found out it had, it had uh, worked its way up in organized crime. I'm like, of course no, it shit. did. <laughs> of course it did, Chad. Like, that one. I'm sorry. That one, like insider sports, sports knowledge, that's so valuable. And that's not just value, you know, like stock market stuff is valuable to like very smart people. 
sports knowledge that's accessible accessible to everybody like mm-hmm. of course that information is going to get in the wrong hands so i right. kind of felt like he had that coming but again i thought it was interesting that the league kind of forced him to fudge the line in terms of his refereeing sure. style and first yeah that's a good yeah. point so did that um was that could just kind of the trickle down effect of like okay he's a he's comfortable being this dishonest because these people say it's okay, well why can't I be dishonest and then benefit from it? You know, and, to me yeah. that's an easy line to go to. And that was that was a great example of the like everyone else is doing it kind of a thing. So like that's gonna in the movie they call it the fudge factor. You know, that's gonna expand right. my ability to lie and cheat because I know everybody else is refing this way. I know everyone else is doing this. Uh, and I feel comfortable, uh, I feel comfortable doing that. And the, it kind of, I don't remember if they actually matched it up with this in the movie, but one of the experiments they show, which was kind of crazy, was that Tim they Donaghy. Had, Tim Donaghy? It's, maybe it's Donaghy. Maybe I have something against Donaghy. Irish people. It's Donaghy. I don't know. It's the opposite of 30 Rock. I think it's Tim Donaghy. Anyway, he's the referee. Go on. But I'm telling you, watch watch the doc if you haven't watched it. His face, you just see it and you're like, yeah, you you fucking insider traded, didn't you? Yeah. Like, that's obvious. I can tell that you made bets. Um, oh, but so the, there's an experiment uh, that kind of illustrates this where uh, they went to Carnegie Mellon. They had a bunch of Carnegie Mellon students take this test. Um, and the specifics of the test aren't that important. But basically... Uh, they had one uh, person in a pit, a University of Pittsburgh sweatshirt, uh, very obviously cheat and get away with it. Um, basically, in the first 30 seconds, he stood up. He's like, I'm done with the test. I got him all right uh, and got $20 for it and moved on. And so now everyone else in the room knows that cheating is acceptable here. They should be able to stand up and cheat. So you'd think that everyone would stand up and cheat. And when it's a Carnegie Mellon student doing it, when the person wearing the sweatshirt is a Carnegie Mellon sweatshirt, everyone else cheats. Cheating goes up, like, you know, doubles. But when it's that Pittsburgh sweatshirt, cheating actually goes down, which was crazy to me. Because basically what they say is that those students then see, like, oh, people like me aren't cheating in this situation. Yeah, and, and I mean, that's, that's true in life, because how many times, I mean, like, if someone else is, if everyone in your group is is doing something that's like, you know, a little, a little wrong and you do it, well then it's fine. Cause everyone else already did it. No one's any right. more worse or better than, than anyone else in the group. Um, so yeah, I thought this idea, it's almost like mob mentality, but at least it's like, you know, whatever your group agrees is okay. Right. Morally. To and, cheat. and it's that kind of mob mentality. Like, like you said, like, it's not like anyone sat down and agreed like this is how comfortable we are cheating it's just like in the moment as a group you kind of collectively know like yo it's not okay for us to cheat on this or oh it is okay for us to cheat on this yeah uh, were you, N- no were, I, I was agreeing I, with you I don't want to I don't want to if you had no you're nailing no, well it. if you no pl- I don't want to Jason please I'm okay. just trying to I think you, the podcast should just be that for another 15 minutes. I think I would well, jump I, out the window. But if you... Oh, no, please, I... Please just, don't. No. <laughs> Emily. Um, Jason. Emily. Uh, vending machine karma. Talked about in the film. Or just, yeah. or just uh, karma in general, where you feel like 
You know, mm. you got gypped on something, but then the next time maybe you benefit, and is that okay? Right. Have so, you ever done that? Done what? Like, like just been like just kind of taken something. So in the movie, they do an example of a vending machine that essentially gives you your money back after you've selected whatever candy you're getting. Right. Uh, and pe- and pe- he chalked it up that people thought this was their vending machine karma. Personally, in high school, I put a dollar in to buy a water one day, and I got four Gatorades out of this machine. Hmm. Uh, so I felt awesome, and I felt like I deserved them, and, well, and the point is, I took you it. Take, you take those Gatorades, and you don't call and let the person know, like, hey, the machine's broken. Hell no, because, which, like, I get it. Which is really, like, it, I mean, in a way, it's theft, you know? Um, yeah. Have I, have I done that? I guess in certain situations, I know late at night I will be driving... And I'll be at a red light or like at a no turn on red and it'll be like two in the morning and there'll be no one around. I know that I will take that right on red. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of a justification. I've been there during the day. I've had to sit through this light before. You know, I've earned this right on red kind of thing. Totally. And I thought that I thought that concept was was fascinating because we can justify we can justify it in a group by saying the group's doing it like this and okay, cool. But then you can also justify it when you're alone and say, well, it's just my good karma coming coming back around. I wanted to talk about, um, so in terms of the fudge factor, one that I thought was, was interesting. So they were trying to figure out ways to make people cheat less or more. Uh, and one of the things that they got people, uh, to cheat less with was, uh, List, there was a couple different variations, but basically one of them was listing out the Ten Commandments before they took the test. And yeah. basically, even when people couldn't come up with the Ten Commandments, because most people can't, uh, they cheated less, just thinking about it. Uh, some of the other things they did, they had atheists swear on the Bible, uh, and they cheated less. Um, they had, there was one other, oh, they had people sign their school's honor code, even if their school didn't have an honor code, and they cheated less. Uh, and those all, I think, have huge implications on, like, all sorts of things. Like, the Bible thing, for example, you know, you swear on a Bible before you, um, testify in court. Yeah. So, basically, what they're saying is you are less likely to lie after swearing on a Bible, even if you don't, if you never read the thing. No, there's, there's some sort of, uh... Whether or not you're religious, I still think that certain, like, quote-unquote holy books for various religions, they still have some amount of power to them in a way. Like, you still kind of look at that and you're like, oh, like, that that book's a big deal. So it still carries weight even if you are atheist, I think. See, I wonder because... if that's true. I wonder if they, you know, were like, swear on this copy of Harry Potter, whether people would still be like, this is, I'm swearing. You know what I mean? The true test would be wrapping a Harry Potter book in a Bible cover and seeing if people can mm. feel the difference. Like, mm. can you feel it? I think I saw something <laughs> like that where they, like, wrap. Never mind. But um, <laughs> I, honest, I honestly thought, and maybe I'm just, like, hungry or something, or maybe I've just been watching too many cooking shows, but I honestly thought you were going to say if they wrapped the Harry Potter in bacon and then stuffed it in a turducken, um, they do that all the time on Damn. Uh, like, cooking shows. No, but you are hungry. I think I am hungry. I don't eat bacon though. Um, was I, where was I gonna go? Uh, we were talking about swearing on the Bible and how that. Uh, oh, and that got even, people. Yeah. That got people to cheat less, even for atheists, which, in a way, is a. It's like 
okay, this is maybe a stretch. But in a way, it's like they were lying. You know what I mean? They were lying about the importance of this Bible to them. Um, and in doing so, turned out to be more honest on the test, kind of. It was like passing off one lie for the sake of another honesty, if that makes sense. You yeah. Does that make no, any sense? I, it does make sense. I hadn't really thought about that as much. Thank you. Like, that is... <laughs> you, you made me think today. Um... Yeah, I hadn't thought about that there's that's still a lie. If if you're not into the Bible, that's still a lie for you. I mean it's like so kinda yeah, so you're starting on a lie. You're starting on a lie, but you're ending on a truth. Mm. Maybe. Mm. That's nice. Yeah. Start on a lie. Yeah. And end on a truth. That's Did you just readjust your ice bag? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, like, seriously dying in my apartment. The other thing, too, is that the headphones I wear have, like, these cushions on them, so my ears get super sweaty. Super hot. Um, yeah, but in the winter, it's great. They're, like, earmuffs. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to give away too much of this documentary. I feel like we gave too much yeah. of the last documentary, but it's just, like, uh, it really yeah. made me... It really made me think that I... Um, it made me feel good as a person, in yeah. a way that I know is designed not to. You know what I mean? Like, this whole time, I felt like, wow, I am not that bad of a liar. Yeah. But now you know that uh, even small lies have very big effects. Or can have very big effects. I don't think either of us are going to have the FBI coming after us tomorrow. I don't think we've done anything like that. But it's certainly... Man, wouldn't uh, that be fun? God, that would trip me out so hard. Um... But yeah, I think what's cool about this documentary and what I like is that they do a really nice job of balancing science with mm. uh, social impact. And I dig that. Like, they tell you, here's the science, here's the research we've done, here's why people are doing this. And, like, here's a bunch of real-life examples, a lot of them on the news that you are familiar with. Yeah. Um and so I, I really dig that balance of seeing it in effect as well. I thought well, this was very, like, solidly laid out. And I think I think what it answered me, too, like, I've definitely been in situations, maybe it didn't answer for me, but I've definitely been in situations where I find myself lying for, like, no reason. You know what I mean? Or, like, I find myself lying and I'm shocked to hear myself lying or see myself lying. Um, and I think this kind of showed reasons why that's happening. Have you ever done that? Have you ever, like, found yourself lying about something that there was no reason to lie about? Yeah, usually, like, socially, and it and it's more, like, nerves. Mm. Like, because I'm just, I'm just socially kind of awkward and socially kind of anxious. So, like, in social situations, sometimes I'll be talking, and then I'll kind of, like, catch up with what I'm saying. And I'm like, that's not even true. <laughs> like, yeah. But well, and I'm going to keep talking. Yeah, it, but then you can't turn around and be like, by the way, I made that shit up. No, I, there's a point. No, there's yeah, a, there's a point where you're in it, and you just you got to finish that story as best as you can. <laughs> right. Because I, yeah. I swear, I used to have this friend who would lie like at the start of something, and I would like be like, "No, like that's not true." <laughs> and then we would get into an argument about the thing, and right. he would switch sides mid-argument and be like, "No, that's exactly no. I've been agreeing with you the whole time," Ew. and it it drove me insane. He did it all the time. I attract liars, Emily. I am a liar magnet. But, like, do you like it a little bit? I like 
catching people in lies. And I'm, right, I'm you feel really better good than at them. it. I'm yeah. really good at catching people in lies uh, in a really mean way. Um, yeah. I love... <laughs> I love the feeling of knowing of it being in a circle and knowing someone is lying and knowing and finding like the quickest route to exposing them. Yeah. I mean, it's I'm definitely a, a sense of power. Oh, when you know, because God, it's yes. like, and it's cool because like, it's not even power that other people know about. It's kind of just for yourself. And sometimes that's really nice. It's like, if I really wanted to make shit go crazy right now, I could drop this truth. I could drop this truth bomb right, right now. here. Yeah, and it would be a game changer. <laughs> no, no, it's about it's a it is. I think it's a powerful thing when you can tell when people are lying and you know what they're lying about. I think that that is a sense of being better than people. It's a sense of being better better than people, but it's also <laughs> it it's also a moral obligation I have. Like I'm a super I'm a I'm a superhero so to speak. Sure. And I can spot these liars everywhere. Like you've seen those shows where they're like you know, crime-ish shows, and, like, the person is, like, insanely good at, like, reading your body language. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. There's an eye twitch. That means I love that. I love that. I don't think think that's real at all, but I love that. I feel like you have to be, like, an interrogator. Mm. I feel like Like that's where you have to, like... Deputy Chief Brenda Lee Johnson in TNT's The Closer? Yeah. If I watched that... Oh, you should. I, I it's might good. agree with you. It's not. It's not a documentary, but you can pretend like it is, and then it's like, that's a good. That's a good trick, Emily. If you ever are watching a drama, just pretend like it's a documentary, and it's like is instantly better. I bet I would like Game of Thrones if I did that. I uh, I watched House like that when I was in high school, and I sure. thought I knew a lot of medical things. Mm. Uh, I don't. Um. In hindsight, I don't, but I definitely took it as knowledge. So, I've wa- I've delusionally watched TV before. I think me personally, but I also think everyone. Also, we love when there's a good liar in the room. There's a kid in the movie who says like as a joke, and he's kind of a brat. Like I think it's good to be able to lie well because like it's important. But I think that like we also <laughs> we also love that. Um, yeah. No, I thought that kid was actually super funny. Now that you bring that up, because oh, I mean, like he was a brat, and total, he was, he and was, he knew it. He was being a brat, but he knew it, and I was like, "Good, for, at least he knows it." Like to me, that level of self awareness is good. But like, he was such a little shit on camera, and he knew he was being a little shit, saying like, "I think lying's good sometimes," and blah. And it's like you know he's a shitty little liar. Oh god, and you the thing he's the it worst. makes me uncomfortable because you know in like. 15 years he's gonna watch this movie he'll be like a grown man he'll be he'll sit there and be like i hate myself i can't believe i did that on camera but his point is that like it his point is that you know i hate that i'm saying he has a point because he's like a fucking petulant 12 year old but (laughs) the point is that like it's important to lie sometimes and i know me like i love a movie or like a story where someone gets away with it um catch me if you can um uh, Frank Abagnale Jr., you know it, with um, uh, Daener- uh, D- uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Tom Hanks. Damn. No, oh, I haven't. But man, you'd love great it. Great job. It's, it's oh, uh, he's, a, he's this phenomenal imposter. There's so many good imposter stories um, who just, like, goes throughout his life pretending to be a doctor, pretending to be a lawyer, pretending to be a pilot. Um, and he, he, it's just so fun because 
he's nothing of he's none of those things and there's something so fun it's the american dream that's what it is it's self-made man literally just lying through your teeth and watching someone who's good at it is just the best well and there's some satisfaction from watching them get away with it oh yeah even if it even if it's a movie it's like oh they crafted that very well they set it up they knocked it out and it works like that's it's it's a risky thing, and then there's a reward thing if it goes right, and that's mm-hmm. exciting. Have you seen Imposter, the documentary? Um, if I haven't watched it, I've started it. Okay, I'm we'll sure wa- we'll, 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 we'll get we'll there. watch it. It's 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 that it's a guy who's just like so good at like very simple lies and gets yeah. away with it for forever, um, and it's so juicy, sweet. Oof. Oh, it's like the ripest of blueberries. Oh my god, your your voice got so deep and creepy right now. What if that was my voice forever? It that was be. like, that was some almost like Will Arnett level. Aw. You're welcome. I, I know you didn't say thank you, but I felt like <laughs> That's it. That's what you the aw meant. You, you read the aw correctly. Yeah. Um, People... If you've made it to the 40-minute mark without listening to the document, without watching the documentary, um, thank you. But also go watch this documentary. Yeah. Um, it's on Netflix. It's also on YouTube. Hold on, I want to read you the name because I found it and it's so funny. Um, it's on YouTube entirely for free, ripped by some guy whose um, username is Truth Sets You Free and Exposes Corruption and Lies. Um, so I guess just go to youtube.com slash truth sets you free and exposes corruption and lies. Um, and you can see the full thing for free and, uh, and with a name that, uh, that anarchic, you will not be surprised to know that the video does have ads on it. Uh, and this guy's making money. <laughs> um, yeah, there's something nice about a person who seems so anti-capitalist, uh, who's also making money off of crest commercials. But, um gotta keep your teeth clean yeah he's doing it <laughs> he's doing it he's doing it very and we're cool doing it. uh so that's week two uh week emily two. what are we what are we doing for week three yeah so next week i picked out for us uh finding vivian meyer and oh, like finding nemo it's exactly the plot of finding nemo except it's on land Great. um Just no it's flopping around <laughs> She's just this confused lady. She's just walking around. Um, no, it's it's hard to uh, say much about this documentary without giving it away, but it's basically about this woman who was a photographer, and she kind of never developed any of her work, and this kid bought a trunk of her uh, negatives at an auction and kind of put this woman and her story out there. Hmm. I think that's a good... Without giving anything away. Very interesting. Yeah, she's an interesting woman, and uh, her photographs are phenomenal. Was she British? I don't know. You're going to have to watch. Do you know? I... You're going to have to watch. It's going to be an interesting discussion. I really can't answer or say any more. But the point is, the point is, this sounds like a really good documentary to watch before you listen. I Um, would. But um, you can also listen without watching. Uh, if you want to, like, follow us, we're, we're, we have a Tumblr page right now. Uh, it's um, uh, postdocpodcast.tumblr.com. Uh, you know, we'll post these all here. Maybe we'll post interesting documentary pictures. 
Um, we maybe. Can, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. We could do pictures. We could um, show, maybe we could just show a list of uh, ones that we've watched. Forgot to mention, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Casper Mattresses. Yes. Casper, please send us some money. Um, that's their advert. That's their slogan. Um, Casper is the official mattress of all podcasts, whether or it not is. they supply money. Um, we can still endorse them. Um, Emily, we are basically rapping, but um, Gene we Wilder. We do need died. a Gene Wilder. <laughs> no, <laughs> wow. Um, he he did, and we're laughing, but we're sad. Um, I think I can. I think I can speak for both of us when I say this one hit us a little bit. Mm. A little bit more than the average uh, celebrity death hit, but yeah, Gene Wilder, the producers, that neurotic freakout he has in the producers, mm. is genius. So uh, we're gonna go out on a little uh, tribute to Gene Wilder uh, and Willy Wonka style. Uh, we are the makers of the podcast. We are the dreamers of the documentaries. That's, I feel like that's really, there's no, that's really tasteless. <laughs> I don't know. The, the quote or how we just did all of it. Just the whole thing. I just feel like. We don't have he, to keep Gene Wilder in there. If, if he were alive today and we didn't have Alzheimer's, he'd be so pissed. Yeah.